Hey everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I'm Will. And today we're going to talk about the final episode of this season of Loki. <laughs> this one was called For All Time, Always. Now, if you can't tell by my voice... <laughs> in my inflection, in my voice. This season of Loki... Okay, now listen, I love the show. I think they did a great job with it. But you and I have been saying since the beginning, how are they going to get to the point in only six episodes? Well, the answer is they're not. Exactly. Um, I mean, they, I mean they, they did, but they didn't. Like, they did not They did not finalize the story. They left it way open. I mean, this is, this is classic, oh my god, cliffhanger, what does this mean that we're going to have to wait like a year to find out? Um, but it confuses me because we're getting like the new Spider-Man movie that's going to have the multiverse stuff mixed into it. So, I don't know. I, I guess... After I think more importantly, time, I, I think more importantly, you know, Jonathan Major, his um, his portrayal of, you know, King the Conqueror is going to be the villain in Ant-Man. Right. I yes. think that's a little bit more important than anything, you know, Spider-Man is going to be doing. So that's like and I'm I was wondering because last week when I said I, 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 I came in here and I said, you know what? I give up. I'm not even going to try to theorize about who's the man behind the iron cord. And I figured it was just going to be another Loki variant for a couple of different reasons. But one main one is I did not think that I, I, I ultimately did not think that they were going to introduce Kang here because he's going to be the villain in Ant-Man. And why do that? Mm. It's just one of those it's just one of those things and they, they they went ahead and they and they did it and it leaves everything like you said very wide open this is not mm-hmm. this is not a cliffhanger this is this is a tease of epic proportions like oh it, ep- completely epic yes it, epic proportions this is this is the tease um, uh, uh, amongst teases what i will say about this season very good i agree with you very well done i enjoyed it for what it was but ultimately, it is a very good, um, elongated trailer for for They A-Man. are milking it. That they that's, are milking it. That's ex- they are milking it for everything that it's worth. And mm-hmm. to be quite honest, I don't like that. No. <laughs> I, I I do I not like that. I, I definitely yelled out loud in the room that I was in when I watched it. They trolled us all. Um, I was so mad. When I saw the after credit uh, scene, basically all it is is a stamp that says Loki will return in season two. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> great. You know, and, and honestly, I'm I'm OK. Like, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to see Loki t- season two. But I just I, I wanted some uh, some kind of conclusion here. Mm. You know, I, I really expected that. And. I, I thought that's what they were going for in all of these these you know one off series you know that they were just gonna go off and just like here's a little bit and then you'll see them in the movies you know and and I'm fine with that you know they can explore other characters and shows but I, I don't know I, well, I didn't see, that's expect normally, Loki to go off on this tangent that's normally the way that it's done in television series where you have mm-hmm. your your you have a season and you have your A plot and your B plot. And usually the way it works is your B plot becomes kind of the A plot for your second season. 
and that's the right. way that works, where your A plot is resolved. They didn't do that here. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> they, that's a really good they point. They did that's not exactly do that here at all. So <laughs> they literally left everything still very much wide open, with with the exception right. of of um of this version of of Kang, you know, being being killed. Um, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's basically it. And now we have to, I, I guess, Loki is in another dimension, another universe, another timeline where you know, okay, we're 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 going that direction right. now. Great. Okay. Right. Right. So I don't know. Uh, it makes me feel so uneasy. You know yes. the relationships that he's built and everything throughout it, and then he's just totally like. No, that's it. Never mind. We're just going to wipe everything out and just throw him totally into a um, a, a reset universe, you know? And you're like, uh, huh? Well, see, this does, <laughs> and this does go back to something else that I've said about Marvel for quite some time. They, they don't know how to kill characters. So they're going to no. attempt to give us the best of both worlds, where we have mm-hmm. this version of, you know, good guy, you know, hero Loki... And we're mm-hmm. also going to have another version of Loki that's just, you know, your 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 classic villain Loki. So well, it, I hope it, it's President Loki. I one hundred percent agree with you, but <laughs> we will um we'll we'll see what happens with that. But that's that's clearly kind of I'm guessing what they were thinking with that. Like we don't want to kill this version of Loki off, so let's just let's just put him in his own, you know, timeline off to the side, and I. And now we have this weird thing right now where, you know, a whole bunch of different timelines are, are, are branching off because I'm still not exactly sure why. Hmm. So so this version yeah. of so so this version of Kang, Jonathan Major, he's he's he he is dead and for some mm-hmm. reason this sparks chaos. Yeah. And he's describing. It, so let's let's get into that. He's describing. I don't think it, I don't think it was about him. It sparking chaos that he was dead. I think it was just the. I think it was just the matter of um, he, since he's not there to fix things, he's not able to kind of keep going. And since you know they don't know how to do it, they can't do it themselves. So, so. you believed him. Oh yeah, I did totally. Really. There was a point because he 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 starts with saying I know everything. Here here's mm-hmm. everything that's ever said, here's everything that was ever done and here I have it on paper. I know every move. I know exactly what's going to be happening. And then all of a sudden he says, "Oh, this this is the point of no return. This is where I don't know things." Like that was very yeah. that's that's very odd. This is a very odd time placement for for you to not really know what's going on. I thought that was yeah. really weird. So that I didn't I didn't 100% believe that at all. Okay. And maybe that's because maybe that's because Kang is a villain that I didn't believe him, but then when he gets mm-hmm. into the well, <laughs> wait till you meet my variants and I'm like, oh, "Okay, maybe I, I I guess that that works." Yeah. Sure. Wait till they get a load of me's. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, um well, let's get into the episode itself. Sure. Because um, yeah, we, we kind of pretty much went right to the end, which, I mean, this, this whole show, this whole episode is the end, but... R- right. I mean, what I thought was really cool is they started this episode off, um, obviously, with the previously on, so you're filled in, just don't forget these things, but the Marvel opener wasn't music or anything. It was actually using quotes from all the movies. Yes. 
starting off with Iron Man's like, you know, beam charge, you know, which was really cool just to hear that like well, it building did, up. And I'm like, ooh, it did have music. It did have that background music of um that that that, that, that fi- exactly that final yeah, scene they of, threw of that Cap in there at one and, point. of Cap and his um his woman and they're dancing back in 1950 mm-hmm. whatever. So I thought right, that right. was I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they mixed a lot of stuff in there, but you heard like every quote, even like dance off, bro. Like everything was there from all yeah. the movies. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Wakanda forever. You know, everything. So at first I was wondering what that meant, but then it, it just made me think the the way that I thought they were using it was just to kind of um, signify that this was a place of all time coming together. Like right at this moment, this is the end of time. So everything is all right there. And where they're standing, they could potentially see and view all of those things happening at the same moment. Hmm. That's that's how I kind of looked at it. Like, hey, it's, we're coming together here. Everything's coming together. Um, and we could see it all. I actually thought um, I actually thought something a little bit different. Um, have you ever seen... I think I've asked you this before. Have you ever seen Contact? A long time ago. But so yeah, there you mentioned, is, you mentioned there, Contact. There is a scene where it, it's kind of this panning shot where they're Foster, going Matthew out and looking at the universe. And it's like yeah. the, um, the, the, the science of like sound waves and how you mm-hmm. know, the further out things go, the older the sound waves get. And eventually you just come to this place where, you know, you're listening to, you know, 1930s television sound waves thing. Like that's kind of where my brain went with that. I didn't necessarily think, oh, this is just a place in time where they can see everything. Because yeah. if you listen to if you listen to all the quotes, they progressively just get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's one way to look at it. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll have to rewatch Contact. I remember I definitely saw it when I was young. We had it on VHS, I think. And I, I remember watching it maybe one or two times. But it was at the time of my life, I was a kid. You know, I was like eight, nine, like it wasn't anything I was really interested in, you know, I watched a lot of those movies that I kind of remember, like The Net, you remember The Net? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> when we're like, the internet's going to be creepy, it's like, well, it is creepy, but just not like that, we're not using mm. DOS, <laughs> you've got mail. <laughs> so, um, as this went on, I thought it was interesting, because then you start hearing stuff like outside of... Um, outside of Marvel, you start hearing like Neil Armstrong, One Small mm. Step for Man. You start hearing Nelson Mandela. You start hearing all these different voices of like people, you know, in in actual history. And then we get over to Vision. What is grief if not love persevering? Like they're they're going all over the place. And it was like I just thought that was a really interesting way to start it off. And I, I thought it was stylistically fantastic. So, um, but what's going on is after they go through all this, it brings you to this castle. You know, and they're standing there, you know, kind of where we saw them end off, uh, where, they, where they left off at the uh, the last episode. And they're there, and basically there's a question, aren't you going to kick the door in? No. <laughs> well, aren't you going to say anything about it? No. Nothing to say, really? That's a first. Okay. So, Sylvie's basically, she's at the end of this road that she's been on forever to find out, you know, who's behind all this, why is she there, and take this person out, right? Or whoever it is. Um, so she's hesitating because she's like, I'm finally here. You know, what if I fail? What if I, you know, you can tell she's going through that internal battle, like not ready to, to make the jump because what if it's not what she thought? Whatever, you know? So she's there, they get inside and they're greeted by Miss Minutes. Hey y'all, you know, right back into it. 
and she's explaining this is the citadel at the end of time and basically that you know he who remains will offer them a deal right you know so all we get is he who remains that's who this is okay there's a he who remains and at this point i'm saying hey maybe maybe will's right maybe this is a loki variant but i still i mean i I didn't know when I was leaving everything kind of open to like, who's this going to be? I didn't ex- expect it to be an actor I haven't really seen in anything else before who's just kind of like chilling out in an elevator, eating an apple. I did not expect that. But I'm glad that it happened the way it did. You know, as, after watching it the second time around, I'm like, okay, I do like this. So am I. I um, I'm I'm very pleased with the way that this, this all worked out. And I, I will say right. this, I, for a while there, I was very... I was annoyed with how much, you know, the character of Loki was nerfed in this season. I I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it very much right. bothered me that he was nerfed. Now, I kind of understand why they did it. Because the introduction right. of Jonathan Major was amazing. And oh, yeah. it, I don't think it would have had the impact that it did if, you know, Loki was, you know, Loki throughout the whole thing. It would kind of feel a little bit underwhelming. But because right. they kind of, you know, tailored his character back a lot, this really, really worked. Like, from top to bottom, he killed it in this episode. I'm oh, yeah. really excited totally. for everything that he does, you know, moving forward. I'm even more excited to see Ant-Man now, which I guess was the point of, of this. So it, if that was the point, it definitely succeeded. And I'm even more excited to see that movie now. So it it, it yeah. served the purpose. I just it wish they had a better s- title. Yes. <laughs> Quantum media sounds so stupid. Yeah, I'm over it. I'm over it. I mean, I if mean, that's if that's the final title and that's what we're gonna get, fine. I'm over it. I, I don't care. I mean, Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder. I mean, it's very Ragnarok sounding, but it's still. I mean, I'm like, that's interesting. Okay, but Quantum Mania. Yay! Like this for for some reason, it makes me feel like like um. Like like an art teacher in school is trying to make like arts and crafts fun. It's like it's craft mania. Like oh jeez. Like it just that's what I got, you know. Just like that over the top like lame, like hey, <laughs> I'm trying to be hip and cool, but I'm like right. Not. <laughs> so anyway, here we are, Miss Minutes, and she's explaining everything. Basically saying, hey, we have a way, or he. Can make a way to make everything you ever wanted work. Basically, um, how would you like to win against those self righteous Avengers? You know, you can kill Thanos, have the throne of Asgard. You know, it's yours. Anything you know that you wanted, you can have it now, and we can make that work. And then looks, so she looks over at Sylvie. Like you could, how about you know, live your life having tons of happy memories, actually have a life, and you could live together on the timeline. You know, because he could make it work. That's basically the whole thing. To their response, we write our own destinies. <laughs> and she's just like, sure you do. Good luck with that. <laughs> and then just leaves. I'm I'm shocked that they don't take it. Uh, you know, it was funny because there was the moment where there was a glisten in Loki's eye where he's like, oh, that would be good just to not have to deal with this crap and just live in bliss, you know, the things I wanted. But I'm not shocked because he really does care about Sylvie. Fine. And then he, there's no, okay. Okay. Even yeah. okay. Fine. He cares about Sylvie, and right now there's an offer on the table for her to have a happy life. Yeah, I know. So it's like okay. But, if fine, if you if you care about Sylvie, let her have her happy life, and especially for Loki, mm-hmm. like, 
I get I I I I I said before I get you know kind of scaling his character back. I understand that now, but mm-hmm. this seems a little bit overboard because I yeah. still in my heart of hearts believe that he would take this deal in a heartbeat to be able to a kill Thanos, not deal with the mm-hmm. Avengers, and have the throne of Asgard like. This is what yeah. he wants. This is what he <laughs> ultimately wants. I don't care what this television show is trying to tell us. That is what well, Loki the point, wants. The point here, and you and I have done this before, where it comes down to if if he did it, then it wouldn't keep the story going, right? So they did this for a reason, and I think the big reason was for us to be finally convinced that what he's doing with Sylvie is sincere. Because... At, later on, you get it where she's just like, you just want the throne. And he's like, no, I don't want the Even, throne. And we believe him at this point. They wanted us to believe it. And we and we do because they kept hammering it in that he has changed and does not want the things that we thought he wanted before. Even even if even if you do, you know, go with that train of thought, it, it was all for nothing because ultimately she doesn't believe mm-hmm. him and just kind of casts him aside. So what was the point? <laughs> Right. No, I get it. I get it. It's it, just, I, it was just, it was just, again, to drive home that he is a changed man. Fine. That's all this is. The whole episode, the whole series is to show that this, this Loki has changed completely. Because before it was like, it was still selfish reasons why he did it. I love my brother. I love my mother. I, 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 not they need, they need, whatever. You know, he wasn't sacrificial before. Um, but here we're seeing some more sacrificial Loki, which I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, we get back over to Renslayer. She's missing Mobius looking at his, his cup rings left on her table. Um, and then Miss Minutes comes in and sends her some files. Now we never know what these files are ever. Um, but she's like, oh, I got those files. And she goes, these aren't the files I looked for. She goes, yeah, well, he thinks these will be more useful. And she's like, he? Like, what? So she is, Renslayer is clearly, she wants to know how everything started. She wants things to keep going, but she just wants to be in the know. You know, that was her big thing is like, she believes in what the TVA is doing, but she wants to hear it from the person who created them. So that's that. Um, if this is just if this just turns out to be one of those things where I've dedicated my life to this, therefore I must believe it. Like if that's what mm. if that's what her character motivations are, I guess I can swallow that. Yeah, well, I it's, don't. I it's don't kind think of it's lazy. That. I, I think it's it's, it's, it, a... it's kind of lazy to be honest with you, but I'll I'll take it for what it is. Like there are people like that in the world. I don't think she's blindly just accepting it and moving on. See, I she's, do. I think, I she's, think she's no, blind. I, th- I think I think she's blindly mm. accepting that you know the TVA is good and the TVA does things, and I have to believe this, and this is my life, and I've dedicated myself to this, and I I have to know, like no matter what she finds, like she she's on her own little journey right now where she's after the truth. No matter what that truth is, if she's like, okay, I'm in the loop now, I'm going to continue on. Like that's okay, sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, hmm. we'll we'll see what happens in season two, I guess. Will we? <laughs> I think we will. I mean, okay. I think it's going to okay. come back. It has to. I mean, it has to come back one way or another. I mean, we left Mobius. We left her. You know, 
no explanation, you know, that Mobius and that her. But, hmm. I, I What I have to say about, well, I guess I'll say this later once we get a little bit more in. Okay. But this is when we get introduced. Um, you know, they're walking around through this castle and they see an elevator show up, right? You know, they're looking around and they see the, the timekeeper statues in there. One of them's shattered. And it's like, you know, place is old and dusty. Is the guy even still alive? Like, what are we doing here? And then we get this elevator. And he's just chilling on this, like, really nice bench in an elevator with an apple. Like, wow, this is wild. You know, like, seeing both of you here, that's cool. Let's go talk in my office. And then they get in the elevator, they're riding with them, and they're both sitting there with their swords out. Like, they want to know what the heck is going on before they just kill the guy, right? But they're they're being on guard. So he's doing his using that time jump tech to get out of harm's way, you know. So he's he's clicking that just like, you know, the time loop that they kept putting. Um, when remember when Loki kept putting B nineteen? Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Yeah. So he's using the same technology because well he created it, and getting out of their way before he gets stabbed like multiple times. He offers them some tea, one for you, Loki, and Loki. And they sit down to have their discussion, and, you know, Loki and Sylvia are just like, okay, let's sit down and hear them out to get the information. But we get to this really interesting thing here where um, the curtain is now being opened on the reality of who these Minutemen are working for the TVA when Mobius sends out a bunch of people to go catch B-19, who's hanging out in Principal Tournemais, um office in 2019 in Ohio. And who does that end up being? Ravona Renslayer. So she walks in, the Minuteman there, the uh, you know, the hunter looks over there and he goes, oh, Judge Renslayer, what are you doing here? She's like, what? Who are you? What are you doing in my office? Okay. So, you know, we're, we're seeing what's going on. The veil's lifted. You know, they're starting to understand you know, let's tell everybody here, but does it even matter by the end of this episode? <laughs> nope, doesn't matter at all. It not, not at all. So we get back, and I mean, most of this stuff goes on, but I mean, instead of going linear here, I just feel like it's mostly all about the whole conversation with he who remains, which I think at this point we can just call him Kang, because we know he's Pretty Kang. Much. Pretty um, much. But, I mean, the thing with Renslayer, basically, she wants to know why it all happened. Mobius is there, and she's like, the only one who, only person who gets, um, there's only one person who gets free will, you know, and it's the one in charge. And um, she basically knocks Mobius down, and he's just like, go ahead, prune me, whatever. And she's going on in search of free will, as she says. And that's the last we see of her. She walks through a time door, and then, that's that. That's the last we see of them at all. Sure. Um... But as all that's happening, we're back here, and just the conversation that they're having with Kang, like, he's just, he's basically just like, yeah, so Loki, you're just a flea on the back of a dragon, and for one heck of a ride, you know? <laughs> and as he's saying this, like, Sylvie keeps on trying to get him, you know, and he's like, ooh, swing and a miss. All right. Still doing that, huh? Okay, great. <laughs> Pulls out a script, you know, very much like the first episode, sign this, you know, to show this everything you've ever said. But basically, he has a script that shows what's going to happen. He goes, I know everything that's going to happen. Um, I know it all. I've seen everything, the scheming, the top talking, the look by the lake. Yeah, it was all sentimental and very touching. But he explains that he paved the road for every step, and they just had to walk down it. So this is something you and I have talked about stuff like this in the past when we got into the whole Terminator, no fate, but what we make conversation. I mean, this was 
geez, we've been having this conversation for 15 plus years, right? You know, right. there's this whole thing like, what is it? Is there is there a destiny and you're just, you know, it's laid out and it, and it comes down to two choices. Do you take this step or do you take that step? Or is everything completely set up where it's like you don't have a choice and you just have to go that way? Um, or do you have complete free will and can do whatever you want? Well, here there's that big question like well how much of it was their own and how much of it was a circumstance that he purposely put there in front of them where they had an impossible choice but making the choice that he set up for them i think it's very okay. much everything like everything that everything that these two went through throughout this entire season was just things that he laid out for them that's kind of what they're um, hinting at here i don't think there's much in the way of free will at all hmm yeah. If, I mean, if I, he, I, I mean, if he's to be, if he, if if he's to be believed, there's not mm-hmm. much in the way of free will at all. And I think, I think you can even take it a step further, and you can say that there's not much in the way of free will when it comes to the entirety of the MCU that we've seen so far. If 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 everything right. that Kang is saying in this in this setting is to be believed, everything is just preordained. Yeah. Like he he he's, he set everything up like everything like the Infinity Saga and Thanos and the Gauntlet and and all of it like mm-hmm. it's kind of what he's hitting at here. So I I I mean, right. Unless right. there's something that we're but, missing, unless there's you know information that we don't have yet. That's that's correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of what we're looking at here. It is kind of what we're looking at, but I, I still think that it was left open because if if they're just saying everything is predestined and that's it, then what's the point of making making a show about it? Like, we're not even... I mean, whatever. We're, we're the outside people who are in the know, so when we watch movies, we can see someone and we go, don't go in there, don't go in there, because we know, because we're outside, you know, spectators. Right. Um, but if you know that everything's inevitable, what, what what are the stakes? It's kind of like when we talked about why would I want to watch... Um, why would I want to watch Better Call Saul? Because he went into hiding at the end of of Breaking Bad, Saul, you know, because things got so crazy. So I'm just like, so things can't couldn't have gotten much crazier than that before. So why would I be interested in watching a show that's a prequel about something that is not going to be as great as or not? Be, it can, he's not going to be as, in as much danger as what he was in Breaking Bad. So it's not going to be as entertaining. Right. Well, wrong. So. I mean, I enjoyed Better Call. I don't think I finished the show. I think I stopped. I don't even remember when. Um, it just, I just lost interest. Um, and yeah, I, I think there's a way they can do it. So I'm kind of flip flopping back and forth on what I'm thinking here. But I still think that there's there's a level of you need to understand that there is there are choices still. Something can be predestined, you know, but. There's still that choice. What's that? Isn't there a uh, video game called Destiny where you make your choices or something like that? Is that how? Is that Destiny? I have no idea. I've never played the game. I don't know. This, I don't. I don't play any new games. I, my my newest system is a PS3. Yeah. Know? And I, I told people that last night, and they're like, you know, there's two more, right? I'm just like, yes, and I don't care. This is still new to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I still got my PS2 right here. I'm fine with that. I mean, I got my Atari games. <laughs> Well, I mean, I pull good, those out. Good, good luck. Even if you, even if you had the money, good luck getting a PS5. It's almost impossible oh. right now. Well, I mean, at this at this point, I just want a PS4. I just want to play Spider-Man. It looked like a great game. It's I an love awesome Spider-Man game. Games. Yeah, yeah. 
it's an awesome so anyway game. <laughs> i know i've i've seen some playthroughs and i was like oh that's so cool but anyway this whole thing is just it's really interesting that they're they're pushing this thing here you know is this all preordained is this all you know is there any any free will whatsoever there is at especially at this point because he does get to a point where he no longer knows right so that's what opens everything up for us at the end of this. That's the only part of so, this. That's, that's the only part of his whole spiel that I don't know if I if I believe it or not that he doesn't know what's mm. about to happen. Yeah, because he kind of like the way that he's talking at the end of it. It's almost like he's just kind of looking for a way out. Mm. Like he even goes. Uh, he even he even says too. he even says I'm tired. I want to be done with this. And it's almost like he just kind of gives up. Like, listen, they're either going to take this thing over or they're going to kill me. Either way, I'm done. Like, that's kind right. of that's kind of his personal end goal. And it's why I don't really believe that he didn't know that he was about to die. So, well, I, mm, I don't know. I, I, I pictured it as, you know, he's at a point right now where if it's inevitable, I mean, whether whether he dies or he just gets rest, I mean, he's just done. Yeah, but pretty much. he still he still ca- he still cares about preserving, you know, the timeline, so it's not just a bunch of war, a yeah, multiversal war. So I don't know. I I believe him a lot more than a lot more than Sylvie. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I kind it's, of I, I I do. I th- I yeah. kind of think at the end here. I excuse me. I do think at the end here he's kind of full of it. Hmm. Uh, that's just me. That I could well, be. Well, I could he did, be, he I could said be that, dead though. wrong. He even said that. But we'll we'll get to that part in a moment. But I think um, they just like. So why are we here? What's the point of this? And he goes, Wait, you can't you can't get to the end until you've been changed by the journey. Oh, you know, geez. just like we've always talked about. Like, <laughs> if there's no change in the character at the end of the story, what was the point of watching it? What was the point of making it? Every True. character has to have some type of change. Otherwise, the story's garbage. You know, I've written stories and, you know, things I would love to make a movie out of someday. And the point is, like, everybody in there got changed. It's kind of like, you know, in Back to the Future where he go like, everything happens in 1955. It goes back to 85 and everything's different. Like, Biff is not the bully. You know, he's changed. Um, his dad stands up for himself. His mom's not an alcoholic. He's changed because he's learned things. He's learned to, you know, kind of have more respect for his parents and how to, you know, not be afraid you know and, and hesitant and anxious it's like all all these characters went through changes his brother dave actually you know he doesn't work at burger king he works in the office now he's being he's you know taking responsibility as the older brother like lots of things changed in it but if you make a movie and it's just a bunch of goofiness and nobody has some type of change of heart or change of perspective or anything like that there's no point in making it so sorry that's just a big rant no but no i agree with is, you yeah you know, that's why I like that this line was here is like, no, I'm not going to just get like you have to go through this journey in order in order to grow. And if you didn't grow, there's no point in this. You know, that's basically what he said here. I thought that was fantastic. But Sylvie's basically on this whole thing. You're a liar. I don't believe you. And he's like, well, you know, my methods are deceptive, but the mission was never deceptive, you know, and. They're like, well, if that's the case, why are you so afraid? What are you so afraid of? And he just says, me. And that's when he explains, um, you know, who he is, all these different people, there's different variants. But he says, you know, who are you? He's like, well, some call me a ruler, a conqueror. And as soon as he says conqueror, we're like, okay, that's our confirmation is Kang the Conqueror. You know, like if we if we had any doubts at this point, this was the nail in the coffin. So, 
um, nail in the coffin, cherry on the on the cake on the Sunday. <laughs> I so that's really cake. so that's, <laughs> that, that's that's really interesting that you're saying that because you didn't know that he was cast as as Kang before this. Oh, I wasn't. I didn't look. No. Oh yeah, months ago, dude. He was um he was cast as to be yeah. Kang in, in Ant Man months ago. It was no secret. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't bother looking. Okay. I just I wanted okay. I wanted to I wanted to view it fresh and not ah. and not be tainted. So I wasn't really looking into what might like uh, who's playing what and see what's directly in there. I had more fun looking at like comic backstories um, to understand what may happen mm-hmm. okay. and then seeing what they do. You know, I've been trying to go into things fairly blind. You know, so yeah, if he was if he was cast as Kang the Conqueror months ago, then hey, whatever. That's great news but i loved going into it and and just being like okay and putting it together without the the extra inside information i can get from imdb you know so anyway um he gets into it and he explains the whole story about this other variants of himself and at one point they met each other and they were friendly like hey i like your hair nice nose you too hey you know um but and they were all cool, but some of them were just like, hey, this is an opportunity for us to rule and rule and rule and rule and rule more and more and more. And it almost reminded me of like Jet Li's The One. You remember I was that? just about it to say kind of, that. Was, it was like that or Highlander. You know, they can be only one. Jet you know, Li's The just, One. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. I thought that movie was fantastic. It was, oh, it was very yes. much just a retelling, a retelling of Highlander without swords. Um, but yeah, it's it was really cool. Um, to see that that's what's kind of happening here. And it's a great, this whole thing is a really, I, I mean, that's what I'm going to get into. Is DC, the only time they've really introduced the um, the different worlds, World 2, World 23, World, you know, all of them, right? All these different, or, or Earths, Earth 1, Earth 2, you know. They didn't really explain much about them. They just kind of existed you know, I mean, they, they had some backstory to them in the TV shows. I'm talking about live action stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, never did we see anything like that in any of the movies. Right. Um, but they're starting to touch upon stuff like that and they're going to get into it as they move on. But the TV shows, you know, the Arrowverse has been doing it. Different Earths. That's how you meet Supergirl because Supergirl's not on the same Earth as the Flash and Arrow. But, you know, she comes over from a different Earth and that's how they interact. It's it's interesting. But. Um, here they have done Marvel has it's it's funny because DC did it first in live action, but Marvel comes along and does it right. <laughs> yeah, I know you disagree. You know, you've you've been against this whole multiverse thing um, since we started talking about what it could be and how it could be starting and it being about branches in a timeline. Is that really a universe or is that a, is that a time thing? They're they're making it make a little more sense by making it one and the same. I hate that it's one and the same. I just there's a different there's a big difference between a multiverse and, and and multiple timelines, and it's just the way that they're I, doing I it. Agree. They're simpli- they're simplifying it for the sake of not making it convoluted, and mm-hmm. I I understand that and I appreciate that, but it's just it's 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 different. There's there's a massive difference. Um, I actually like this is actually goes back to something that happened in the beginning of this episode where Mm -hmm. you have that big pan out shot of the universe and you actually see like two different I guess universes and they're like surrounding each other so I thought that was a kind of really interesting Mm -hmm. touch and now we're getting into oh there are 
thousands of variants of me and, and the whole thing. And like, we all shared information with one another, but there was a couple of them that were like, oh, I'm going to take over. So it was, it's really interesting that they're introducing this concept here. And they're, like you said, they're doing it right. They're not, <laughs> it's not just a willy nilly thing that they're doing for television. I haven't seen anything that right. DC is doing. Um, but based upon what I know DC and that world on the CW to be hmm. kind of a mess, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it gets it gets it gets a bit crazy. OK. And but it's they did a good job, all things considering. But I, I think and, and this is why I've always loved what Marvel's done more than DC. DC is too just like, here you go. It exists and just get over it. You know, aliens and, you know, gods and blah, blah, blah. And that's why when they brought Thor into into Marvel, into the MCU, I was like, you lost me. Because Iron Man was about technology. And I'm like, I can buy that. I can get into that. But certain magic powers and flying axes and, and you know, hammers. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but over time, I got used to it because they introduced it well. Mm. They didn't just shove it all at you at once and say, here you go. They got you to really get into the universe and feel like, okay, I can own this. I can I can, I can, can be a part of this and get it. And with them taking this much time and getting into, like, Nexus events and stuff like that with WandaVision, like, all these shows have done a great job to prepare us for the craziness that's about to come out of the MCU. But they didn't just throw it in our face and say, here you go, accept it. They took their time. And they slowly introduce these things so you understand it more and more and you're not just like, but I don't get it, you know? So that's that's where I have to give kudos to Feige, you know? Like, this is really awesome. It's well done. That they've, that they've done it this way. So... Anyway, it's well that's done. Another little I just I rant. have I have other questions about, you know, what this is going to do to the MCU as a whole, like, just certain things mm-hmm. that we, we know is going to be happening. So, for example... Um, the Eternals is going to be something that's going to be happening pretty soon, which is essentially, you know, galactic gods. They have nothing to say about <laughs> what's happening here and, and, and what Kane's doing. Yeah. And especially when mm-hmm. you look at Kane, I, again, I'm going to bring this up. Like, he's he's worried about Nexus events and timelines and what's supposed to happen and what isn't supposed to happen. And uh, again, he just, he didn't care about anything Wanda did. It, okay. Um... Cap can live in in the past with all of this knowledge about the future, and that's just okay. Yeah, fine. Well, it's perfectly perfectly fine. Yeah. Really, really, real. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and it's not me. It's not me complaining. It's just you know something that's. I I really hope I really hope everything that I just mentioned kind of comes back around. Like it's the whole thing mm-hmm. that you know there was a couple of references in. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier where it's like I thought Captain America was on the moon <laughs> right maybe, maybe they didn't let him live in the past and maybe they went and got him and, and brought him to a moon type prison for for whatever reason mm-hmm. like no you 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 know too much about what's going to happen we can't just let you live on it can't right but then you have to go through the whole ending of Endgame. it's it's very weird it's very odd and I know but it's it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of things that that beg question and that's mm-hmm. ultimately what this 
season of television did was just leave me with a whole bunch of questions that I know are not going to be answered in one movie. It's going to take multiple mm-hmm. films to answer all of these questions. Mm-hmm. And then we have a whole second season that we have to get through, you know, next year or whenever it is it comes out. Right. Yay. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, great. Great, perfect. But um, well, you, no. on on the note of seasons that we'll be waiting for, just so you know, I heard rumors that although they were talking about taking a while for this to exist, I heard that um, Mandalorian season three is actually starting some type of production, whether it's pre-production or actual production. I believe that they're it, actually yeah. going to be starting soon, um, because they they originally were saying like we're not going to see it for like years because mm. they're focusing on everything else with the book of Boba Fett coming out in January um, and a bunch of other things. They were just like, yeah, like this is kind of on the, not on the back burner per se, but it's just not top on their priority list. I, I think cause they're still trying to sort out like, well, what do we do with these characters? You know, like now that they kind of cut Cara Dune out, like, what are we do? What are we going to do with this? You mm. know, to make sure that it's going to make sense. Do we want to stick with our original plan? Do we want to vary it up a little bit? So Anyway, that was a little branch off. I have no problem with that because I'm I'm much more interested in Book of Boba Fett than I am the third season of of The Mandalorian. So, yeah, yeah, I think I am too. You okay. know, Uncle Fester running around in Boba Fett armor is fine with me. <laughs> I'm I'm interested in seeing where that goes. <laughs> I'm sorry, the dude totally looked like Uncle Fester when he showed up a little in bit. that big black like mumu. <laughs> And squeezed into like the parts of his of his armor, and I'm like, oh jeez, <laughs> when did he get so big? Yeah, you put on um, some weight there, buddy. <laughs> he did, you know. Even even since he was um, Aquaman's dad, you know, it was just that. So, um, yeah, we we kind of get a little bit further into it here, where um, it explains, yeah, he explained the difference of the variants, where they were trying to improve each other's. Um, universe and uh, oh, sorry got distracted sorry about that trying to improve trying to improve the universe and trying to help each other but some of them wanted to conquer instead and it just became this big war trying to preserve their own universe and annihilate all the others mm. you know and so they could basically reign, reign, reign supreme then he explains how he weaponized Elioth which was like this being, and that's that's pretty much how he created all this stuff, using what he got from Eliath. And he used it and ended the multiversal war to keep everybody safe. And then he has that line that we were talking about earlier. It's like, if you think that I'm evil, just wait till you meet my variants, you know? And after this whole explanation, Sylvie just goes, yeah, or you're a liar. <laughs> it's like, or or, or uh, a liar. Yeah, there's that. Um, so... Yeah. It, so, I just want to say that he created the. So he weaponized Elias, Elias, mm-hmm. and he um he creates the TVA and the sacred timeline, mm-hmm. right? Right. But then we get to the end, end, and Loki is transported to a whole other universe where nobody knows who he is. And instead of a statue of a a, 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 faith, a faceless nobody, you know, timekeeper, it's actually Kang. So, I don't know. Is that, <laughs> is that there's another variant of Kang that created the, the, a, a TVA in his own universe to kind of do, do the oh, same yeah. thing? Is that, is, mm-hmm. is that where we're getting? Okay, sure, sure. Yes, that's what the, that's what the point of it was. He okay. was transfer, trans 
transported to another place that was a different branch. Um, I would love just to like, know how. <laughs> just like in Back to the Future, where there's like the alternate 1985, where Biff is basically Donald Trump, you know, like 80s Donald Trump, um, and has like the big casino and all that stuff, where it's like, yeah, it's this, you thought you were getting sent back to the same place, but in reality, it's it's not. It's an alternate reality. So, yeah. But he ultimately explains here, you have two options. You kill me, and you have an infinite amount of, you know, of devils, or you two can run it, right? And they're like, and again, this is kind of toying with Loki saying, like, you know, why, why would you just give me the throne? Like, why would you consider just giving it all up? And that's where he's just like, buddy, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, he it's wants like, to okay, be done. You know? he, he, he wants out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he says he's been waiting for a while to find somebody who would be able to do this. And he's like, but instead I found you two, and you two are perfectly the right people to take this. Why? And I don't know. What a, we, what I about mean, them? <laughs> just, I just, don't know. Okay, I get it. I get that Loki is a grown character, and he's changed, and, you know, he's, he's, he's you know... It, it, the hero now, quote unquote, he's he's more of a hero now than he was before. But I, I'm oh, still yeah. left wondering, like, what exactly is it about him that would let anybody or give anybody the idea that he would be responsible enough to to take care of time? Mm, I don't know. It's just, I mean, hmm. we might we might not know. We might but not just, know. I think the whole the whole point the whole point is that he says he he knew all the stuff at least up to that that point pretty much the threshold here. Um, so after seeing all these different possibilities and ways things could work out, he's like, you know what? They would be the best based on this that this characteristic that characteristic their heart here their drive there. You know, it's who's to know? I mean, he knew. That's why he made that decision. If he's telling the truth, so. Sure. Anyway, I, I don't. I don't explain, buy it. Like the, the the whole thing that they're getting at is like why they keep saying like why would you just toy with innocent people's lives? And he's like, it's not personal. It's practical. And I and I'm, again, we're kind of back at this point where it's like, yeah, is a bad guy really a bad guy? Uh, he's doing what's necessary in order to make some sense of this, but I mean. If there's an infinite amount of universes and somebody has to make sure it's not a giant war, what are you willing to do? You know, what would you be willing to do in order to make sure that um, that things don't completely fall apart and get destroyed? You, you, you know what? In all honesty, regardless how either one of us feel about, you know, Kang, whether or not, you know, he's the villain or not, it is the makeup of every good villain in, in comic lore. To be able to, right. you know, he there has to be some kind of ground where you understand and sympathize with them in order to make them effective. So I know, and you always go back to Magneto, right? It, I always go back to Magneto, and it, even more recently, I'll go back to I'll go back to Thanos. You know, disagree with him all you want, he ha- kind of had a point. So you can't really you can't really argue that. Um, but as yeah. far as you know, toying with innocent people's lives. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a, that's 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 a tough pill to swallow. But when you're yeah, when you're but, literally trying to protect like everything, <laughs> so it doesn't turn into all-out chaos and war, which 
ultimately, you know, kind of happens, but mm-hmm. I kind of see his but point. But that's, uh, yeah, that's the whole point. So, as he's going through it, he's just like, he, he tells them, like, you know, doesn't he go off on Sylvie saying she's like a murderer and a hypocrite and everything? It's like, you know, look what you've done. Like, how can you blame me? You know, if you do this, you'll actually be doing it for the right reasons, not just your own selfish reasons. He's like, you know, yeah, grow up. Grow up, Sylvie. He starts yelling at her like <laughs> like, like a dad who's just had enough trying to, you know, dad. Right. <laughs> like parent his child. And he's just like, will you grow up? <laughs> like, so, and as they're talking, finally, it just, you just hear a rumble of like thunder. And he just kind of stops and freaks out. And it's like, he's silent for a good like 10 seconds. And he goes, well, that's it. We just crossed the threshold. And he has no idea what's about to happen anymore. You know, so for the past like seven, eight, nine, ten seconds. <laughs> how yeah. very how very convenient. Well that's what I'm gonna say here. Like this is the point where I'm like, what what is happening? So this is the thrust mm. what I, there has to be some kind of event that that happens at this particular moment in time. Mm-hmm. Of you know well, to explain kind of done. explain why there's a threshold here specifically here and there's really mm-hmm. there's nothing it's just you know these well, three I think characters because it, was, in a it room. might have been an it might have been inevitable that she was going to kill him so that's just where it stopped because since she was going to kill him anyway that was just the end of his knowing I guess. Huh. That's kind of how I saw it. If it was inevitable that he was that he was going to be killed right then, then you know whether or not he knew it, you know he just kind of thought that things were you know good until until it just stopped and he goes, oh that's it, wow, well this is awkward, <laughs> you know he's like I fibbed, I fibbed, I don't actually know everything, I I guess I just knew up to this point, you know, and. I don't know. I'm kind of yeah. hoping. I'm kind of hoping for a little bit more. Like there's an outside event that happens mm. that we don't know about yet. If they do, because her just her just coming up with the shown. idea in her head that's mm-hmm. that's that's a bit of a reach, in my opinion. Nah, yeah, her just coming up I with know. the idea. Oh, I'm going to kill him. That is a bit of a reach. Like that being the no, threshold. No, I didn't say that. It's just. No, I don't think that's what it was. Okay, I think it was so just, then, that was the time. That was the moment. It just time ran out for him. I don't know. Because the only way that he would get killed is if he didn't know what was going to happen. Right? So it just, it was just, that was the destiny for him. That was his destiny. Oh, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about specifically that. I'm talking about how, like, everything around him, how there's, like, all of this thunder and lightning and, you know, big purple lights coming in from the windows and it's, it's, it's the threshold and in, in that moment all the timelines start actually going crazy. Like, all of that, if, if you're, if you're going to tell me that that can be explained by Sylvie making up in her mind that she's going to kill him, I'm saying that's a bit of a reach. Again. Again, I didn't say that. Okay. So, um, yeah, I did not say that. What I said was it was his destiny to die, and he wouldn't have died if he knew that he was about to die. He had to not know what was going to happen for that to happen. Does that make sense? There's something beyond him. Hmm. So that's yeah. So I, I didn't think it was like she thought about it, so therefore it happened. Like that that is a stretch. I wouldn't think that. 
That's why I said, like, there has to be something else going on. Yeah, could be. Like, outside be. of this. Like, outside of this room. Like, out in the world. Out in the universe. Something something that we don't know about had to have happened in order for there to be, like, this threshold that he's talking about now. Yeah. Potentially. Potentially. I don't Bo- know. Both you and I just have theories. So. Maybe, maybe those are, those are our theories. Maybe we'll find out in Ant Man. Maybe we'll find yes in season two or Ant Man. I mean, Ant Man's out in a couple years, right? Is it? Is it that That's far not off? Next year. Well, because we've got Eternals coming out in the fall, right? Spider Man coming out in what December, and then um, I don't think we're going to be seeing um, the the um, Madness one until much later. Um, that's going to be more like May, I think. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah, everything got pushed. Ant-Man is slated for um, February of 2023. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a ways yep. off. That's what I was saying. So that's why I was so mad when I saw this whole thing about season two. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Doctor Strange comes out next March. No Way Home comes out in December. Right. See, I was right. When does Eternals <laughs> come out? I, I, like I said, I think it comes out like November. But, um, yeah, either way, they're yeah. all coming out in these orders and it doesn't really make much sense to me. So I'm like, I don't know where they're going to go and how they're going to fill in these backstories. But again, it's like if you, ha- if you start introducing these big bads, you know, like Kang the Conqueror, who's apparently worse than Thanos... Um, you know, what's the point of having other stories? But, I mean, whatever. So, Sylvie just goes ahead and tries to kill him. Loki fights her, you know, to get her to stop. She's at this point second-guessing everything, thinking that Loki is going to betray her, that he just wants the throne. He's like, really? Is that what you think? You know? But he comes back with, the, like, maybe he's lying. Maybe not. But the thing is, the cost is too great regardless. Like, if he's not lying, the cost is huge. And this could be really bad. So she goes ahead and distracts, uh, or yeah, whatever, fights and everything. He, at one point, like he's using all of his tricks, you know, he's like using the force to pull her back and this and that, fighting. And then at one point, she goes in, to, like she's charging after he who remains, Kang, uh, charging after him. And then Loki appears in front of her and stops her blade with his neck. Now, either he has a very strong neck or she has very, very good (laughs) self-control at the last second. Her blade is on his throat. That is my only beef with this. And I looked at him just like, wait, he just like I watched it and I rewound it again. I'm like, nope, straight up. He just stopped it with his neck. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) Was he wearing like an armored collar? I don't know, but. Anyway. We've actually we've actually touched upon this a couple of times that we really don't know we really don't know the full extent of Loki's powers yet. No. So th- this could just be another hey, here's 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 some more magic that he just match you know mysteriously knows. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah, we've definitely talked about it before, you know, what does he have? And the, and the last episode really got into that, like, we're more powerful than we think we are. Mm. 
And that's what they were getting into. Like, we're going to see a lot more come out of Loki as his story continues to progress. Things that we never knew he could do. And we might start getting explanations, you know. And who knows? Maybe one day we'll get an explanation as to where um, the wings came from in the other show. I don't know. A, a guy can hope, right? Sure. So, <laughs> so he comes up with this great speech, and he's talking to her, and he's just like, I don't want to hurt you, and I don't want the throne. I just want you to be okay. And then the big kiss, which he clearly cared about her more than she cared about him because her goal was to take this guy, Kang, out. And she turns around, using that kiss as a distraction, and said, but I'm not you. And sends Loki immediately back through a time door to the TVA. Where she turned around. The guy's just like, that's incredible. You know, like, here we go. Stabs. Stabs him right in the chest. See you soon. Wink. Right. You know, because again, it's like, at this point, it's like, well, he's gone. He doesn't have to witness it. So he's just like, well, you're going to see other variants of me. And they're just going to destroy everything. I've Again, he was tired. He spent so much time. He's just like, I can't do this anymore. Either you do this or I'm just done. So that's kind of how he ends it here. And you see the timeline in like immediately, like the branch that we saw like happening already earlier is like out of control to the point where it doesn't even look like a timeline anymore. It's just, it just looks like a bunch of lines all over the place. It's just, it's yeah, it's unrecognizable, which, ah, a web. Ooh, maybe a spider verse. Ah. ah, but no, that's what it looks like. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, we see Loki and there's like a good like 20 seconds of him just looking defeated. You know, he's just sitting there in the TV in a room looking defeated and he just gets up and runs to get Mobius. because like, we have to do something about this. I don't know what we can we can do about it. but We have to come up with a plan. And he just and they're like, you know, so you at this point. Now, we, just before this happened, we saw B-19 and Mobius talking, and, and I think we're seeing them um, in the exact time that we already saw them before. Like, they're still like, what are we going to do? Oh, my God, they're getting out of hand. And then when we see Loki again, it's a different um, universe, a different, yes. um, yeah, where he runs up to them, and they're just like, so he just wants us to, like, let them branch out? Like, that's... Yeah, he just pretty, wants... Really? Yeah. Yeah, but that's so. But those those are two different B nineteen and Mobius than we saw just you know thirty seconds before, because they were concerned before and they were more just like, oh really? That's that's what he wants. Well, okay, like. So there is something it. else that happens before this. It's a little bit that, that's it's it's not super subtle, but if you're paying attention, it's mm. kind of cool. How when he starts running down the hallway, he runs past all these Minutemen and they just ignore him. Right. That should have been like right, the, I that, that. going going back and watching it a second time. That was like your first clue. Like, wait a minute, they right. just they just ignored Loki and they're just letting him run run through the halls of the TVA. Okay, that's that's kind of weird. But you yeah, know, I was they, a little confused about that. If they've never seen him before, it makes sense. It makes total sense. And then you so, get the you get the whole scene where he's looking dead at the statue, this giant statue of. Of Kang, so well, yeah. Well, I, I love I love how it happened though because he goes over there and he just and they're like so he just wants us to, to let him branch and he just, and he comes back and responds like you know we can't stop the branches, and so he starts explaining to, explaining to them there's countless different versions of a very dangerous person and they're all set on war, and Moby's like dude hold hold on who you're you're an analyst right what's your name like who are you <laughs> and they're like 
I love like you're an analyst, right? And I'm like, wait, what? What, what oh department my God, are you from? T- <laughs> yeah, what division are you from? And I'm looking at it, and they totally planted the apes us. And I'm like, ah, oh. like. It, it really rem- it really reminded me of the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes, where Ew. he's over there over at, at the Lincoln Monument, and it's just <laughs> it's just Tim Roth's uh, ape <laughs> face, <laughs> and then the cops show up and it's a bunch of gorillas, and you're like, oh my god, this is so weird. That's what this ending reminded me of, big time. So you see that you're like, okay, he's in a different place. It's not where he thought he was, and that's it. Kang statue, and then we get the end credits. Loki will return stamp in season two. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, like when when it ended the way it did, I was like, I was immediately, where's the end credit scene? So I like fast forwarded and found it, and then it was that, and I was so livid. <laughs> I was so mad. Loki will return in season two, not like to be continued, and like we you know, think maybe there's a second half to the season we didn't know about. No. Season two means we're not going to see it for a while. Yeah, it's going to be you know? a bit. At least a year. At least. That's what drives me nuts. So, whatever. <sighs> I mean, we just we just got so invested in this. <laughs> and we're expecting some type of resolution. And we don't get it. So, I feel... I feel betrayed. <laughs> but... <laughs> but they're going to... I mean, hey, whatever. They know what they're doing. So far, they've done a good job with so many things, and I'll allow it this one time. <laughs> so, I, I I want to agree with what you're saying. I think I'm the I'm I'm the opposite. I'm just gonna say it. I think they're leaving a lot on the table with these TV shows. I think these TV mm-hmm. shows are nothing more than I mean they're they're a good time. Don't get me wrong, and they're very well done. But ultimately, they're nothing more but you know, over-dramatic advertisements for films that are going to be coming out in years. They're they're designed to sustain Marvel fans until the films really start, you know, ramping up again and, you know, we're getting two or three releases within a year. That's what these television Mm -hmm. series are doing. They're not giving a whole lot in the way of plot development. They're not giving a whole lot of, you know, details away they're they're saving the really big stuff for what's going to be happening in the movies. That's my opinion, anyways. Right. Because it's, it's and mm-hmm. it's it's annoying. It is really well, really annoying. This goes all the way back to um, Reed Richards and Wandavision. Exactly. We know. We know. That that was Reed Richards they were talking about. It's supp- we know that. It, it, I it could be a couple of different characters. It doesn't just have to. It doesn't just have to be specifically Reed Richards. It could be Reed Richards. It could be Doom, or it could be something completely out of left. It could be um, it could be Hank McCoy. It, it, there's there's a lot of different avenues that they can take with that. But mm. and 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 also with the whole um. You know, Evan Evan Peters like Evan Peters blatantly being cast as as Quicksilver without being Quicksilver, just some rando that's like under a spell. Like that's it, it's it's ultimately my problem with these series is you introduce all of these little details, you introduce all of these plot details, and and you're telling this amazing story that ultimately goes nowhere. Well, did they say that the character was an astrophysicist? Or what was it specifically? Because they, they, um, she said, the that, "I have the, a friend. I have a friend who's in who's who's uh, an, an aerospace engineer. Aerospace engineer. That's what it was. Okay, not astrophysicist. I'm like, we've already seen astrophysicists, right? 
an aerospace engineer, of which there are a couple. There, 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 there's yeah, so more than got one. Reed Richards. I mean, Reed Richards is, is the most notable one. It's 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 the exactly. Um, it's the yeah. on the nose. It's the on the nose one. So it it isn't just that. It's 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 the place where Wanda is left off. In, in that series. Mm-hmm. It's the place where Wanda was left off in that series. It's how Vision just pieces out. It's not only introducing, you know, threads to Fantastic Four, but also threads to X-Men that, that don't really do much. And then you're like, oh, well, who was your friend? And, and where did you get this vehicle from? And it's just some military rando, some militant rando that's just like, hey, how you doing? Oh, here's your vehicle. Like, what? What what do we and now we're here and okay fine we get we get a variant of Kang we don't even get you know mm. full throttle villain Kang it's 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 a variant you know good guy you know tweener version of Kang like mm. okay fine but this bleh. like I was much happier with I was much happier with Falcon Winter Soldier that was. That was, you know, straight to the point, you know, action buddy cop thing. Here is here is the plot. Here is your mission. Go for it. And we're going to wrap everything up by the time this 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 season, this series ends. That was a good time. And I'm after this, I'm looking at Falcon and Winter Soldier much more fondly than I did WandaVision or Loki because I got a resolution. Right, right. I, I, I got I like yeah, there was there was some mysteries going on in there, but everything wrapped up nice and neat. And there's still you know, there are still places where they can go. Like we have a new Captain America. Bucky has, you know, resolved a lot of his emotional issues and he's going to move forward. And it was just it was a right. feel good thing. In WandaVision and in this, it was just question upon question upon question that are not going to be resolved within these television well, series. We have to wait what question, years. What question was really left uh, with WandaVision? I mean, besides, where did White Vision go? And, I mean, yeah. What, what were the other questions from WandaVision? So, the other questions from WandaVision is, who's pulling the strings behind Agatha? Oh, you think somebody's behind her? Of course. Who's pulling the strings behind oh, okay. Agatha? What's 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 the deal with that? What's the deal with Evan Peters? Who's the astrophysicist? Uh, well, aerospace engineer. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wanda going off and living in you know Dexter's log cabin, and she's seemingly yeah. mm-hmm. you know has this split personality type deal going on that we know very little about. You know, it ends with well, her kids. It ends, it ends with her kids with... screaming. So it, it's it's oh, there's yeah. there's a lot there that True. was. True, that was true. left undone that and yeah so i don't know i don't know and especially now that we have you know the introduction of of what essentially is is secret war and you know multi timelines mm-hmm. or multi multi dimensions in the multiverse and you know where where are we going to go and i'm fine with that that question i'm perfectly fine with you know where is this where is the multiverse going to go I'm perfectly fine with that being a cliffhanger. I'm I'm perfectly fine. But the thing about where is Loki, and even you brought it up, like if there's if there's little to no character growth, what's the point in telling a story? Well, what was the point with Sylvie? Because there was little to no character growth with her because in the end she still did not trust Loki. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it it leaves a lot on the table. I Right. I don't know. These series they're leaving 
again, with specific to WandaVision and this, there's a lot that's left on the table. And I, while yeah. I'm having a good time with them, I'm also not having a good time with them because I shouldn't be left annoyed. I should be left like, okay, at least, at least this plot detail was wrapped up and I don't have to question that anymore. But there, it's, right. it's very, it's, it's odd. It's weird. It's unsettling mm-hmm. and it's annoying. And I'm going to leave it at that. My, my rant about it is over. So yeah, that, that is me. Well, that is me. That, that is, and that I don't even, in, in I mean, a little bit more, I don't even feel like you can really blame any one, you know, any one thing in particular. I feel like a lot of it has to do with the pandemic and the way that everything had to get pushed back. I, mm-hmm. I am taking that into consideration, but yes, D. I'm done. Right. Yep, yep. So that's yeah. I, I I'm interested in seeing what comes out, what they're gonna do, how they're gonna tie it all in together. I don't know anything about the Eternals. Like it's very uh, foreign to me. Like I I don't think I've ever read anything regarding them in my past. So. I don't know what to expect from that and how and if and when it's going to tie into what we already know. I'm not um, I'm the, not the, excited. The trailer doesn't really show any connection. I'm not excited about the Eternals, I'm going to be honest. Um, the casting choice is okay. Odd. Yeah. Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington, and Richard Madden. Like, mm-hmm. so Kit Harrington, Game of Thrones fame. Mm-hmm. Very, um, he's a very stiff actor. Right. He's very one note. Mm. He, he, um, mm. he has a really hard time emoting. I, yeah. Richard Madden is amazing. Richard, don't, don't get me wrong. Richard Madden is amazing. And Angelina Jolie is Angelina Jolie. So, right. <laughs> so there, there is that, but I'm not, I don't know. We'll, we'll, um, we'll see what ends up happening with that. And if, I believe that that's that's next. That's like, yep. That's the next movie. So I mean, we'll, as, um, as we'll see what movies. happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. I mean, what we're gonna see. That I mean, the next thing that you and I are gonna jump onto. I I think we should totally do it. Is um, go over Marvel's What If. Um, yeah, we that, absolutely. Last week. I think we, I think we, we talked about this behind I, the scenes a little bit. I think we should do that. Right. I I think knowing knowing now that they actually have the. Um, the voice actors, like they're actually the people who are in the movies. Um, that makes me feel a little bit more interested in it. I know we don't usually do animated stuff. It's not really my thing. No offense to everybody who loves anime and things like that. It's just it loses a level of, of it loses a level of my interest. Like I just don't really get into it like I do with something that's film or and I mean, nobody uses film anymore, but, you know, live action. Um, as a, as a filmmaker myself, I really enjoy seeing practical things come together to make a story and be shot. So when I see things that are animated, I'm just like, okay, that was something I enjoyed. You know, I do enjoy some animated films, but they're in a whole different category for me. You know, mm-hmm. like I'll watch Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs because that movie's actually hilarious, and I'll watch that with my kids. You know, and it's it's a really good movie, but I don't look at that like you know like an action film. Right. Because it's not. So when they try to take it, take something and make a serious animated thing, I can't take it seriously because I associate it with Looney Tunes. Right. So. No, I agree with that. That's where I'm kind of I at. agree with that. I kind so, of, I'm, I'm kind of interested in it because much like Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm looking at this as kind of like a palate cleanse. 
Like it's going to be mm-hmm. about yeah. it's, it, essentially like nothing in what if is going to be canon. It's all going to be, no. you know, ridiculous. It's like, it's like the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be fun. And I, I think it'll be a cool thing to talk about. And, you know, let's let's also be honest. There's kind of a um, a bit of a dearth um, coming up where you mm. and I really aren't going to have TV shows to talk about. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. everything going on in Disney Plus with the MCU and, and, and Star Wars is kind of our, our, our thing right now. I just think it would be good right. to keep on going with that. I mean, we didn't do. So, what was the um? There was a a, a Star Wars thing that was going on. The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch. We didn't do that. And um, no, we didn't. But you've also not watched Clone Wars. Exactly. I haven't. I haven't seen and, anything. And this of is that, basically so. it, it's basically the last season of Clone Wars. Oh, is, is what it? it is. Yes. Okay, so I would have been lost anyways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would have been you would have been lost. I didn't watch it. I'm still wa- working my way through Clone Wars, and like mm. I said, it starts getting really heavy um, as the show progresses. It's, at first, it's like, oh, that's cute, and you watch it, and you're like, oh, cool to see characters, but you start seeing some other characters return. Like the one I just watched, Chewbacca was in it. It oh, was wow. great. He was like running around with Ahsoka, which was cool. Um, but. You see the characters, they age, they progress as the show goes on, you know, like you can tell like Anakin's hair keeps getting like longer and longer as it goes and Ahsoka keeps growing up because she's Mm -hmm. like, you know, a little, she's like a 13, 14 year old kid or whatever when she starts. And as it goes up, I think by the end, she's, you know, a young adult, if not, I mean, an adult. Right. So it's cool the way they're doing it. They didn't do it cheap. And again, the showrunner is Dave Filoni. Who, oh, is he? Okay. As we know, was yeah of Clone Wars. That's okay. why he's so involved in Mandalorian. He's the guy who who did the Clone Wars. All right. So <clears throat> that's why I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Um, but you know, I'll have I'll have a week where I'll watch a few episodes, and then I'll have weeks where I don't watch any episodes. So it's it's a slow going thing because each season has like. 23 episodes if not more <laughs> wow yeah and it's it's ridiculous I mean the episodes are short-ish you know they're like 20 minutes or whatever or mm-hmm. no maybe they're longer I don't know but they they're really getting good they get they get deep and they start getting some really cool stuff in there you know there's, there's a few filler episodes obviously with that many episodes per season but right um <clears throat> but then you have some really good ones that are like whoa that's a huge plot point right there that's like cool to hold on to because you can you can put it up against you know, the movie trilogies and see like, oh, wow, that really fills in this gap here and, and adds more depth to that character. And you can see why these decisions were made later on or before. It's like, OK, you know, I, I think they did a really good job. That's cool. So I'm I'm starting to get into things like that. But it's it's for me and it's, it's an acquired taste. You have to get through some of the, the stinker like the first season. You know, that kind of like builds builds everything up so you know who everybody is. And right. then from that point on, they get really they get really deep with the characters and it gets cool. That's but cool. That's that's my Clone Wars plug. So if we do want to <laughs> do the Bad Batch, we have to get through nine season or eight seasons of Clone Wars. first. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But um, no, um, definitely the next thing that you and I are probably going to be talking about is going to be um, is going to be what if. And um, mm-hmm. little behind the scenes thing, you and I have kind of a list of movies that we're um, going to be doing. I think it's safe to say that a few of those are going to be put on the back burner because pretty soon mm-hmm. you and I we got to talk Black Widow. So yeah, I think that's going to be gotta next. Talk Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. So we'll. Uh, oh boy. If you can't tell by yeah. our voices, um, 
it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. And I just read something today. They're like, oh, yeah, this was the biggest bomb in, like, Marvel's box office and, you know, that was not expected. I'm just like, really not expected? You came out with a movie that that people were already like, I'm not sure if I'm really interested in seeing that. And then you decided to wait, like, a year and a half before releasing it, making it seem like it was going to be, like, a big deal. Yeah. And it came out, and I'm like, wow, this was actually a little lower than my expectation, which was not high in the first it, it, it's a, it's a It's a flop of a film, but, you know, we got to... We're we're it, it's we got to talk about it at some point. Um, it's definitely in that. I put this a little bit below Dark World. I'll just say that. Mm, I'd put it about the same. It's really? definitely it's definitely okay. above Incredible Hulk. But oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. Um, there was that. Anyway, think, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm good. Well, okay. thanks everybody for for tuning in. Uh, thanks, Will for another lovely conversation regarding this show that trolled everybody. Um, I guess we'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one, everybody. 